Lana, thank you for coming. And uh, okay. yeah, thank you for being here. We're, it's it's going to be recorded, like we already yeah. said. But uh, you take it away. You talk about uh, tell us your story, however you want to tell it. Well, I, what really hung in in me was the recovering Christian part. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> well, that made sense to me too once you said it. Yeah. So uh, I sat at one of your sermons or one of your dad's sermons, and I said to you, I had a big lump in my throat, and I said, "This is the last." This is the last church I'm doing, mm -hmm. is Recovery Church. Mm -hmm. um, I was thoroughly and utterly disenchanted with formal mm -hmm. Christian blah, 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 blah. Yeah. I was so tired of hearing about the boiler. I was so tired of people crunching numbers. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was spiritually weary of not being fed spiritually. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no matter how many gay pride floats you ride on, unless, unless you've walked beside somebody going through their own personal mm -hmm. hell, you don't know shit. Mm -hmm. And, I, and I, I just saw a lot of, and this is totally, I'm being totally judgmental, judgy, judgy. I put on my judgy panties and I'm just going for it. But I'm, I'm just saying that it, there was just so many... Catalyst for me to mm -hmm. go. What is going on? Like I tried, I tried really hard as a mom to, you know, bring my kids up through the church. And my son turned to me. He said, "Why would I go to school on a Sunday?" I said, "Point well taken." So he, <laughs> you know, Man, so he I should have said that to my parents. Right? I don't know if it would have worked, but well, he sat in the service. He got more out of the. We were lucky mm -hmm. because yeah. we had a really good stretch of ministers. Mm -hmm. Um, at that particular church and so he really did get fed intellectually mm -hmm. and then my daughter she was a different kind of bird and she was really social she wanted to meet meet kids but mm -hmm. I just thought it was sad going downstairs um, when it you know you get you get your teaching upstairs and then you get your babysitting downstairs mm -hmm. and that bothered me so I tried to I tried to create events that were um, intergenerational so that mm -hmm. the kids felt like they had purpose but that just challenged folks. Mm -hmm. <laughs> God knows. God knows. God mm -hmm. had a plan. Well, what um, kind of challenges so, were they bringing to you about it? Uh, just, well, it was a job and this was a problem. There was money yeah. involved. Yeah. And so, and so um, when everybody got a raise and I didn't, that was pretty clear how mm -hmm. they valued children. And I said, uh, okay, well, you know. And so it was, it was, uh, I thought, well, there's that's the United Church, eh? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so well, people all... outside the church who've never worked inside it or <sighs> kind of been immersed in it have yeah. no idea, Lana. Just you run. and I know because we've been through this. Just right? run. I mean, yeah. I got sucked in more than once, and mm -hmm. I and I go, yeah, I'm going to change this. Well, that's mm -hmm. my hubris, right? Like, <laughs> that's my big sin. No, my ego says I change it. You know, no, nah, it changed me, and it really. Mm -hmm took my heart away, and I kept saying, you're burning me out, I gotta go, you're burning me out, I gotta go. They wouldn't listen, I just didn't show up. And then, it really hit the fan because, oh, she walked off the job, well, I didn't walk off the job. Mm -hmm. I told you guys many, many times, I'm burnt out, this mm -hmm. is big work. I had kids coming to my house, I was, you know, mm -hmm. sharing with children who had really traditional parents, mm -hmm. and they were obviously not, mm -hmm. you know, fill in the blanks there. Yeah. And it's like, oh, anyway. Sometimes that's the most painful thing to encounter in the church, though, is the injured children. Yeah. By Lots. the dogma, right? And Lots of injured children. And I don't know what that did for you. I don't know what your childhood so, was like. Well, well, my childhood with religion is just wild. Um, <laughs> um, my, my, uh, my father came from a very religious mother mm -hmm. and a very liberal father. Um, and so he was not going to... Dad loved to play piano, but he wasn't allowed to play piano. Uh, oh, no, wait a minute. He wasn't allowed to go to dances unless he played piano. Wow, okay. <laughs> Maybe that's why my dad is such a good musician. I don't know. <laughs> Got to get out of the damn house. But mm -hmm. um, So when we were kids, he really didn't want to drag me mm -hmm. through that. But I think they're ultimately their big mistakes. They gave me so much spiritual freedom that I had been born again so many times by the mm -hmm. time I was 18. It was yeah. funny. And my, and my sister said, didn't you get it right? 
<laughs> she said, why do you keep getting born again? But you know, as a teenager, you're all frothed up anyway. Mm -hmm. Like everything's, ah, you know, mm -hmm. so, yeah, I'm guilty. Oh, I'm sexual. Well, I'm guilty about being sexual. Oh, mm -hmm. I'm, oh, I'm gonna dark thought, dark thought, you know? Yeah. Oh my God. And my poor dad is watching me and he's saying, oh no, hold off there, kid. Hold off. Like He was very mm -hmm. understated. And <laughs> it got so much that I was going to go to Bible college. And dad said, well, well let me, let's see the pamphlet. You know, and they were talking about V-necks on women mm -hmm. and how no V-necks. Okay, now look, I'm talking V-neck boys. I'm yeah. not talking V. Yeah, you're not talking like low cut. No. Old V-necks were like no literally a short V. And right? my yeah. dad hit the roof and he said, horseshit, just horseshit. You know, and I said, <laughs> what do you mean, dad? You know? And, and <laughs> that's like really funny. Horseshit. <laughs> and then uh, something like. Uh, sounds like it was. Actually. It was never an F-bomb, yeah. but it was probably horseshit. Anyway, <laughs> sounds good. I'm an actor. I'll fabricate. But anyway, and so I, you know, and I, so dad was, what he's trying to say in his awkward way is for God's sake, you know, but he didn't want to put any boundaries on me. So mm -hmm. I really got in some very horrible <laughs> horrible situation spiritually mm. Christian spiritually because I was just kind of a loose cannon mm -hmm. and I had all this energy right mm -hmm. so I was up in the morning I think my poor parents were just exhausted and thought yeah go go go, go for an hour and go go to church do whatever you want right yeah but you know I mean if there'd be a competition get some kids into Sunday school oh, mm. oh you get a camera oh I want a camera right and then the pastor's kid would be mad at me because mm. you know she didn't bring in as many kids oh it was always a fight it was always a you know I was always a square peg in a round mm. hole didn't matter where school didn't matter mm. where and um and it was hard it was really hard being that kind of a kid and and then on the flip side uh, in our family was fraught with a lot of anxiety mm. and um my mother had given up a child uh, before she even met dad. Dad knew all about this. I didn't find out about this child until I was 16. Wow. This child and I are now great friends. Oh, cool. she, she found me and I found her. It's, be it's beautiful and hard because mm -hmm. she still has tons of resentment with my mother. Um, and should. Interesting dynamic. And should. Well, what yeah. do you do? But you see, I take that on. I go, mm -hmm. ooh. Now it's my guilt, right? Oh, I'm very good with guilt. In fact, I had a I had a Jewish guy say to me, "You're Jewish. I swear to God, there's a Jew in your history because you're so guilty." Anyway, <laughs> so so my mom so mom brought that into the marriage, right? Mm -hmm. And she was very honest with my dad. Um, their first their first child together, my brother, ended up with spinal meningitis and institutionalized, mm -hmm. um, and that was a heartbreak for them. Then came my sister, so they overprotected my sister because they had lost a son, mm. basically. Uh, the institution drained them of every extra cent, let mm. me tell you, gentlemen. And I knew I had a brother, but I wasn't allowed to put it on any forms. Mm. Okay, so do you see it already? Mm -hmm. Like, you've got this complicated family, mm -hmm. and you know, and the forms get, and I'd say things to teachers like, I have a brother, but I'm not supposed to talk about him. Because <laughs> I didn't know what the hell to say, yeah. right? And my parents are just, they're trying, they were trying to cope, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so, you know, my father drank. Mm -hmm. And and he was, he was a binge drunk drinker, so I never knew when it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So there was this tension. Yeah. And my mother just ruled with an iron fist because mm -hmm. she was both father and mother a lot of the time because dad was on the road. Which also brought tension. Yeah. Pardon me? Which also brought tension. Oh, Extra tension. yes! Yeah. But that's all they knew, you know? Yeah. And and um, my dad became sober when he turned 80. Mm -hmm. And the the beauty of that story is he... <laughs> I got him into my family doctor. Mm -hmm. And uh, she he had a wee little heart attack. And she said, Oh, you know, how much do you drink there, Art? Oh, on the occasion, you know? And mm -hmm. my mother said, Yeah, right. And, and I'm behind my dad, mm -hmm. so the doctor's seeing me, and I went. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't see that? She just made the drink. I drink just made the drink. <laughs> <laughs> and the doctor said, God bless her. She said, Art, you can't drink again. Mm. He said, no problem. And because the doctor, just listen to this, guys. Mm. Because the doctor said so, he stopped that day. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable. Because how many times had other people mentioned it to him? Oh, 
all the time. <laughs> You're talking about my mother here. <laughs> so like every day, at least once. It was well known that yeah. dad. Well documented, well documented. <laughs> you know. That is so interesting. Isn't though. that amazing? Yeah. Like how just the, the separate, the idol, right? Right. Yeah. And so, and I also think um, that it was because my, I can say this. I hope mm -hmm. uh, that my sister was in the AA program mm -hmm. and I really believe that her life taught him. Yeah. I really do. Not that he would ever give credit to that, mm -hmm. right? Because after all, he's a stubborn Norwegian. He's not going to You can't help his... but you can't help but notice that though. Right? Yeah. Uh, um, it's true. cuz it's a miracle. Mm -hmm. A miracle in our family. Um, and so <laughs> but a lot of residue, right? Mm -hmm. So I learned from a very young age to walk on eggshells, tippy tap, tippy tap. Don't rock the boat. Be a perfect child. Be a mm -hmm. perfect child. Because my daughter's reaction, to, or my daughter, my, my sister's reaction to the whole thing was to be a wild child. Mm -hmm. So while Carol was staring at her lava lamp and wearing a blanket to school, mm -hmm. you know, I was being born again. <laughs> so that my parents lived in this dichotomy. Yeah. We were wild children. We really were. We were so intense, mm -hmm. right? Um, <laughs> I even wrote a play about it. Uh, but it, it I, uh, see, I think it's fascinating. There are so many parts of you. Please, I didn't mean to interrupt you. That's okay. But well, I, so that's, I look forward to the play. Yeah, well, it's really an ode to my mom mm -hmm. because she, she was raised from, she came out of hell. She mm -hmm. really did. Um, her father was an abusive, cruel man. Mm -hmm. And uh, he left his wife destitute, right? Mm -hmm. And my mom ran away from home because she was the next in line for the abuse. Yeah. Right? Like, it was just ugly. Mm -hmm. So she learned at the 14, 15 years of age, it's the only one she could trust was herself. Mm -hmm. Right? So, so I wanted to honor that. I really wanted to honor that because how she survived it, I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but anywho, so you got all this mix in your, in your own body, and you wonder, you know, why theater? Well, geez, I, 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 said, I said to friends, like, 45 minutes, no one can touch me. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I had this whole separate world, mm -hmm. right? But how I got there, because I'm an intuitive actor, was not healthy mm -hmm. for me. Um, because it was hard to turn the valve off. I mm -hmm. had no, okay. you can talk to any director who worked with me. I had no problem with giving over to a part, like mm -hmm. I could do it. It's just intuitive for me. But turning the valve off was hard. Mm -hmm. So, so um, you know, and I, I didn't understand um, the whole acting culture. And it can be really cruel. So, you know, they're great to you on stage and off stage, they, they you know, they could kill mm -hmm. you. <laughs> and that's not every actor. Yeah. But I was super sensitive to the nonverbal, right? Look mm -hmm. where I grew up. So I was super sensitive into reading people. Mm. I could read BS from a mile away. Well, you'd have to be pretty switched on. I was. Yeah. But it, it, didn't, it didn't do me well mm. in, in the theater um, scene. So uh, I ate mm. to protect myself and to give myself happy thoughts. Mm -hmm. So my addiction, I suppose, mm -hmm. like I've, I found happiness in food. Mm -hmm. Food was happy until I got large. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't happy. And then in my profession, you're always supposed to be 10 pounds underweight. So that didn't work. Mm -hmm. and, and my body image was pretty shitty. Um, and when I look back at pictures, what's really weird is I, I wasn't fat, you guys. Mm -hmm. But I felt like a blimp. Yeah. Now, what is that all about, right? So it's that so deep that dysphoria, right? That body weird just, shit. Yeah, and, so, and, and so that was sort of with me. And then the need to please was with me. Mm -hmm. The distrust was always there, but the need to, the need to trust or need to fit in was always there. Mm -hmm. But, uh, uh, you know. So you were just like me, except I had booze, and yeah, it, so, it sounds very much the same. Right, so. and and so um, through my adult years, I think I matured really, really slowly because of that, mm -hmm. um, and. Uh, and I became very resentful of my sister's recovery. <laughs> that's, that's such a shitty ass thing to say, but I write about it, man. I've got a I've got a story called Going Against the Grain. And you know it was supposed to be in my next book, but I can't do it. Because it was I thought it was a, really a betrayal. Like 
I, I will never know what she goes through and went through. So how dare I? So uh, I ended up with one small image, and uh, the image is, it's about two sister trees, and one that, that invites the blight in, and the other one refuses. Mm -hmm. But through, through the other one's bitterness, her fruits aren't edible, mm -hmm. and the gardener spits them out, right? And um, at the end of the story, uh, and this is the only image we're keeping in the book, is just, it's, it's so almost guys like a, a poem, mm. but it's, it's, uh, it's the roots of the two sister trees meeting and the one, the resentful one saying, forgive me. Mm. Like that's, that's really the story there. Mm -hmm. It's not about her, her addiction at all. Mm. It was about my resentment. Mm -hmm. And that's usually what it's about. Because yeah. I'm the good girl. I did yeah. everything right. Oh, I got A's all the time. Come home. Oh, head-on collision. Or, you know, there, there's something. There was something at home that I couldn't. There was never a celebration, yeah. right? So, uh, and if it was, it was it was muted. There was, you know, there was a pervading sorrow, hmm. right? Um, and so... When I eventually grew up, and I think that was in my 30s, I started to grow up, I realized that my uniqueness or my oddity mm -hmm. was something to to uh, nurture. So I started to create my own work, and then I never looked back. And every time my ego said, oh, I got to do mainstream, something would happen. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd have a director say, yeah, you're a loser. Or I'd have a, you know, mm -hmm. I'd like to have somebody do something. Mm -hmm. And it was so painful. And I went, oh, the pain. And I went, oh, yeah, I put myself where I'm not supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And how many messages do you have to get before you know you're not supposed to be there? Sometimes a lot. A lot. <laughs> and it's the same way with the church. Yep. Right? Like I kept going back, going back. Well then, oh, my mistake is I tried to work for them. I'll volunteer. Mm -hmm. And then you get Miss Craking Pants, mm -hmm. who's like, I couldn't do anything. I couldn't even freaking. It was so frustrating. I went, I'm just trying to, oh, no, that's not what we do here. <laughs> I went, okay. <laughs> I, how many, you know? Mm -hmm. so, um, so in my 30s, I grew up with my art form. Uh, and uh, I, I was working for a feminist theater company and. Great Britain, and my husband came along, and I lied and said he was my stage manager. Worst stage manager you could ever ask for. He forgot <laughs> to turn my sound on in a show. Well, that's great when it's a one-woman show with sound effects. That's perfect. <laughs> and he's beat red, and he goes, I forgot to turn it on. I go, yeah, I love you, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So I thought, well, you lay low, because we're working with a bunch of hardcore feminists. Just mm -hmm. shut up. Just just be, be kind. He said, I will cook for them. I said, well, all right, but don't push it, you know. So they all took me out to a bar and said to me, if you don't have his baby, we will. I said, what? <laughs> I said, I, I, crossed, I crossed an ocean for you to tell me to get knocked up? And they yeah. said, yes. Yeah. <laughs> they were really funny women, really lovely women. And, uh, and I went, oh, that's an interesting message. Mm -hmm. um, so Jim and I started a family. And <laughs> so funny. And then <coughs> when my kids came, that was the next maturation level mm -hmm. because I had to be real with them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I didn't want them living in a household where they had to tippy-toe. Mm -hmm. And I did want them to know I'm just a person. I'm just human and I'm going to screw up. You know, to this day, they, they're very good at reminding me of my screw-ups. <laughs> and I go, fine. Mm -hmm. That's who I am, right? Um, but it wasn't until uh, quite recently that I've really had to come to terms with um, my Christian walk. Mm -hmm. Because it was very easy for me to just join a committee and stay busy. Join a committee, stay busy, 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 busy's good, busy's good. But, yeah, I don't fit into, ah, that's not a funny joke to me, but I don't like women's retreats. And, like, what really bothered me is women's retreats, and they all went out drinking. I went, wow, yeah, let's all see God. That's mm -hmm. beautiful. I was really uncomfortable with that mm -hmm. crap. And I said, I'm really sad. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, can't, I don't identify. Yes, I'm middle class. Yes, I'm white. 
Eh, that's about it. Mm-hmm. I don't identify with your lifestyle. So I, I started going to um, 12-step church, and um, my kids sat with me, and they said, this is the only honest church. <laughs> they did. They did. They said, oh, this is church, right? You didn't know who you were sitting beside. Mm-hmm. Um, it could have been, it could have, almost like church was made for sick people. Right? Almost. 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 Right? Almost. Almost. <laughs> and, Don't and go it, signing up yet, Darcy. It almost. Really, worked for my family. My family yeah. went, okay. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then something happened with the church we were going to and, um, it just got nasty. Mm-hmm. The, um, I was doing my best, but obviously not the right best for certain folks mm-hmm. in positions. And, uh, I felt I, I, we were in a meeting and I had told this person something very personal about my life, mm-hmm. um, about my, my struggle, um, at a job. And I'd, um, I was so stressed out. You guys, I got vertigo. Mm-hmm. I have never had vertigo in my life and now it's part of my life. Yeah. I was blacking out. Like that's where the pleaser mm-hmm. goes folks when, and I'm talking, I was in my fifties when this happened mm-hmm. and I started blacking out. Yeah. Well, if that isn't uh, uh, like, hello, mm-hmm. you got to change your life, girl. Like blacking out from the stress. Yep. Yeah. Unreal. Blacking out. So I said, okay, I will, I will get rid of the toxic employee situation. Mm-hmm. Did. But when I realized, realized it wasn't the employee, it was mm-hmm. my whole life and how tightly wound I'd become mm-hmm. and how, how I was still thinking that I had to walk on eggshells. Mm-hmm. I went, holy crap, it just came full circle for me. So um, God bless my family. They rallied around me, shaking their fingers and saying, you're not working for a while. I go, what? I must make an income. Mm-hmm. Money, my second God. Oh, I must make money. Well, I'm, a really, I'm really big on self-sufficiency. Mm-hmm. I've always prided myself in that, and it's always been necessary in my life, so why would that, you know... Well, nope. it's unfortunate, but you have to make money to live. You gotta live. Yeah. And I was, I couldn't, like I was, I was too sick. Um, so, so what did I do? I volunteered. Oh yeah, that works. Yeah. No, don't do that. Anyway, don't do that people <laughs> out there. Don't volunteer when you're sick. Anyway. That's actually that. a pretty fair message. I think. Terrible, stupid thing to do. Anywho, then I was getting a little bit better and I was skating a lot, uh, outside, need to be outside, you know? I was kind of pissed off one day. I don't even know what it was. Just things were pissing me off. Oh, I think I went to Costco. Ah, capitalism. Hate that place. I gotta get out in the wilderness and skate. So I went out skating, and somebody had broken a bunch of cooler bottles in the middle of the rink, and just because little kids skate there, Mm -hmm. right? And they fall, glass in the face. Can you imagine? So I get my shovel out, and I'm... I'm really mad, really mad. I get most of that... Most of the glass, put my hand on the stupid shovel. I'm on my skates, bend over, butt in the air, wah, bang, break my whatever, wrist, hand, something. Mm. I really broke it. Lying there, my glasses fly. I can't see myself. I want to call for help. I'm like, mm. help, help. No one's there. I'm so embarrassed, right? Yeah. And my hand's in a really awkward position. Anyway, so I broke my hand, and uh, then I couldn't work again. Mm. <clears throat> and then I finally got back to work and COVID hit. So through all that spiritually, I was mm-hmm. a freaking mess. Mm-hmm. And, and as far as prayer goes, it was more like help or shit or mm-hmm. I'm screwed. Like I'm screwed. Right. What do you want from me? Every, mm-hmm. everything you gave me, I can't do. Mm-hmm. I just sit here in my own stew. <laughs> so um, that was super hard. Um, mm-hmm. And I got a job online. I was tutoring online, still am, for kids. And, uh, and it was very little, very little money for a lot of work. And, but it, it changed me. Okay. It made me slow down. Mm-hmm. And it made me, it humbled me. Because I, I couldn't create. I couldn't do what I do, what I do, you know? And it made re- me write more. 
but I had to write slowly because my hand was in pain all the time. So I thought, what's going on? And, and even, I used to read a lot of Richard Rohr and he wasn't speaking to me anymore. But why isn't Richard speaking to me? And then I dug out my old secret book and this was given to me by quite a character. She, I think she's dead, mm. not sure. Real rounder of a character, really, really mixed up woman and the most beautiful woman I met, eh? Mm. Like how that works, right? I know something like that. Well, and, and she gave me this Sufi book and this guy, Neil Douglas Klotz, <clears throat> does a lot of crossover with Christianity. Um, but it, it really helped me because it reminded me of prayer. Mm. It reminded me there was, a, you know, the, the Jesus that I was, thought I knew, I didn't know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it brought me back. So just before I came here extra early because I was so scared and I, and what did I come to? Flexible strength. Forget the past, just keep going. Mm. And it talks about the light, the light that replaces your, um, the mistakes of your past. Mm -hmm. I'm very hard on myself. Once I make a mistake, it's just, it's like a tattoo. Mm -hmm. And I'm, it's really hard for me to let go of it. Do you think that comes from like Christianity? From a foundation, like that guilt comes from somewhere. Like, I've I've always experienced that with Christianity. Like, I'm not a Christian anymore. I stopped being a Christian years ago um, because I just can't I can't get my head around it. Anymore. Oh, but I think you are a Christian. I think I think you're just in the new church. Maybe. I if think there, if that might be true, but I because don't think in I'm the a Christian. new church, all this other shit's gone. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, uh, Christianity, yeah. Um. There's something I wanted to share with you guys mm-hmm. uh, from the same author. It's called Prayers of the Cosmos. Here's what okay. he did. He went back to the Ar- Aramaic, Aramaic, I don't know why I can't say it, Aramaic language of it's Jesus. Yeah. And he studied the Lord's Prayer. And he said that the language works on three levels. He said intellectual, metaphorical, and mystical. Mm-hmm. So even the Lord's Prayer that we cite is a snippet of what it means, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Because when you go to the King James Version, you know it's a version, for one thing. Mm-hmm. And, and for the other thing, we know that the Bible has been written and rewritten and rewritten and rewritten. And why would we put so much credence on something mm-hmm. that has been taken and manipulated so many ways? Mm-hmm. So, I, so I, this is where I mean I'm started to grow up in Christianity because I went, well, uh, what's the first language uh, that Jesus was talking, hey? <laughs> and you go, oh, right. Wasn't Greek. Mm-hmm. So, um, <clears throat> so uh, he talks about the literal meaning, the poetic meaning, and the, the mystical meaning, mm-hmm. right? Where it challenges your individual response. I went, oh, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. So, um, so, I'm, I was too cheap to buy his book, sorry, Neil, but I will, because I, I found a gift certificate somebody gave me, I go, oh, no, I'll I swear it. she is not turning full, like, photogra- photographed, photo, what is the word? Photocopy. Copy. Yeah, no, I would never do that to never. an author. Um, anyway, <laughs> so it says in, in Aramaic you, language, <laughs> it's uh, close to the earth, rich in plant and harvest, right? Full of views of the natural wonder of the cosmos. Heaven in Aramaic ceases to be a metaphysical concept and presents the image of light and sound shining through all creation. I said, I could get behind that. So, um, so he, I, I just want to share a little bit of this because this is where I'm at right now. Sounds good. I don't think Jesus was a bad man. I, I, I do believe that clearing the temple is my favorite passage of all time. Mm. Now, I have new agey friends who would say, well, you got to look at your anger, Lana. <laughs> I said, anger is a gift. It is. It's a gift. And I like the image of him clearing the temple. And some people have to, have to use that as their fuel. Yeah, yeah. clear the temple, man. Yeah. So, so in this Lord's Prayer, so when it says here, um, our birth, uh, our, um, so he took the first, the first um, line, our Father which art in heaven, and it says here, listen to this. O birther, father, mother of the cosmos, you create all that moves in light. Mm-hmm. 
creator of the shimmering sound that touches us. We hear you breathing in and out in silence. Source of sound in the roar and the whisper, in the breeze and the whirlwind, we hear your name. Okay, I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. and, and I can say that daily and feel really connected. Mm -hmm. Right? Birther, mother, father. Mm -hmm. I think that's what it is, though, about like, any kind of prayer. It's got to be personal. Right? If, it doesn't, if you don't connect to it, what's the point? Yeah, mm -hmm. but I think that... But I can also see a point, a benefit of practicing while you're becoming... Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I... So um, now recently with the war, um, we had a really, I don't know, it was just one of those nights at home where we all were terrified. Mm -hmm. and, it's a um, scary time. It's a scary time. Yeah. And I said to my son... Well, I was reading one of my meditation books or something, I don't know. Uh, and I said, you know what? All we got is now, bud. Mm -hmm. And we started to pray. Because that's all we got. Mm -hmm. And I, I firmly believe that that's where we've got to live. Mm -hmm. So, it, sorry, it's not about the boiler or mm -hmm. replacing the stained glass. Um, and I tried to start seeing um, church in other people. Mm -hmm. So if a friend brought over a coffee and you know we sat out in the deck because we can't be inside, that was my church, mm -hmm. right? Or if my dog was smelling my toes and mm -hmm. licking my face, that was my church. And I stopped giving power over to the so-called holy people mm -hmm. that were supposed to lead me. Because I, I, was, I was seeing too many emperors with their underpants on. Mm -hmm. Too many of them. Well, and the truth is, everybody puts their underpants on, right? <laughs> the same way, whether they're popes or yeah. cardinals or yeah, or, just, or important people. Yeah, so I I couldn't go to the guru thing. Mm -hmm. um, I I have lots of friends who are ministers, mm -hmm. and and have been completely broken by the church, mm -hmm. and I just go I I just can't. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where I'm at, and I yeah. and I. Um, because I know addictions in my family, we've had very, very clear conversations mm -hmm. with both our kids about what that is, what mm -hmm. that means. And it has really influenced their choices. Mm -hmm. um, they are really aware um, that it might not be just one, one toke mm -hmm. for them. That, that's incredible that you, you guys were able to do that for them. And that comes from, and I know you when you were talking about your childhood, it probably did seem very wild because there weren't those like forced boundaries, right? right. Put on, on your, your thinking, on your behavior, all that stuff. Yeah. But what an incredible gift to be able to go through all that and determine for yourself what's real. Well, right? you know, and I, I was at a First Nations blanket workshop mm -hmm. and uh, a man beside me said, I'm going to quote my mom, don't play the blame game. And that was really important for me to hear because mm -hmm. I could easily say, oh, well, my mother was this and my dad was this. Mm -hmm. And so that's why, that's why I can't finish my fourth book. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's why I have anxiety. And uh, that's why it's like, okay, yeah, part of who you are, absolutely, mm -hmm. you're, you're part of your folks. It's correlation, it, though. It is. Yeah. And and. You're also your, their second chance. Mm -hmm. So I always call myself dad's second chance and mom's mm -hmm. second chance, right? Yeah. So when I, when I feel like backing off a theater or not creating something, mm -hmm. I, I see my dad crying over LPs, mm -hmm. right? And it's because his, his artist wasn't nurtured. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and I remember that strongly mm -hmm. and I go, don't quit. It's not mm -hmm. about quitting. Don't quit, mm -hmm. right? Um, and and when I hear the, I always call it the Disney version of my mom's deliverance childhood, mm -hmm. right? Because um, that really. <laughs> as soon as you throw deliverance in there, there is nothing oh, wild about ding, that. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's and off her, the fucking and, rails. Oh man, yeah. and and her her people were from the deep south, mm. so it was an arranged marriage. You know, women were cattle. And it she was, was a teenager. I'm, I'm guessing she was a teenager, <laughs> and so um, yeah, I just go oh. Mm -hmm. 
you know, for her to even survive it, mm -hmm. you know. And, and she was reunited with her, her daughter, and she did her best. Mm -hmm. um, but she said to me, I, I'm only who I am, and yeah. her choice now. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just, you know, she said to my husband many times, Jim, sometimes you just walk away. That's why I laughed when mm -hmm. this is my meditation days. Mm -hmm walking you know she's that's your past you walk on jim don't mm -hmm. you worry we'll be your family mm -hmm. and i'll listen if you can survive them both as parents so I, dad was very genteel by the time jim came along in my life but my mother was still fire mm -hmm. so for him to well like carol calls him the oldest living brother-in-law because right? <laughs> it's the truth right he's yeah. the only man that that actually stayed in the family mm -hmm. and uh so that's a testament to him mm -hmm. and also to my parents because they could smell BS. They were mm -hmm. finely tuned to it. So, but that's who I am now. I, mm -hmm. I try uh, not to stay in anger too long, mm -hmm. but I also try to enjoy it. So, <laughs> I that makes go, sense. Well, you go, yeah, you know, yeah, just sitting in it, let make you angry, mm -hmm. you know. And, yeah, but and it's then, warm for a bit. It is, for a while. Yeah, and then it starts smelling like shit. It does. And it takes too much energy. Way too much. Right? Yeah. So I, I try not to be angry with the church. I try. Uh, my girlfriend, who's a devout Catholic, has walked away. Mm -hmm. She adopted two Native kids. She said, I can't. How can I possibly stand by this? Um, so her and I have church over the phone. Mm -hmm. And I love her very much. Yeah, she's, I appreciate where she's coming from. Me too. Yeah, I, And that's what I mean. Like, I, There's no Christian left in me. <sighs> not the religion none of it because I don't first of all I'd have to suspend a lot of disbelief mm -hmm. right um, and after like yourself I've mm -hmm. experienced many human Christians as opposed to the Christians in fable or whatever the mm -hmm. fuck wherever that they happen to have been because mm -hmm. my exposure was to people who said they were Christians and every time they said it a good portion of them ended up just flopping mm -hmm. I'll just for lack of a better word because there's no anger anymore it's really I'm just really glad I don't have to pretend anymore. Yeah. Right? That I, I get to be just human. And I mean, I'm, I'm gifted. Like, I, I admit and acknowledge I'm gifted and lucky because I happen to be an alcoholic. And that happened to open a door for me for a spiritual path that has nothing to do with the bricks and mortar. It doesn't. Or the dogma of anything. No. Right? And that was, that was incredible yeah. because that's my foundation. And when I realized this last few years of, of losing my Christianity, I call it, is that's what was taking shape, right? Was this yeah. formless power that's much greater than me, mm. um, much bigger than anybody that I know. Um, but yeah, there's no, there's no personification anymore because it just doesn't fit, right? It's old words. Yeah, exactly. It's old words. And, yeah. you know, I can hear... I, uh, I see Judith on this side. I see Susie, who's just born again. Mm -hmm. Lover, lover. Mm -hmm. I can see her just going, Lala, careful, careful what you say. But really, what's to fear? There's nothing to We're fear. We're talking right? omniscience. We're talking mm -hmm. higher power. What's to fear? Mm -hmm. They're just words. And I mean, the, one of the wisest things the minister ever told me, he said, Lana, help is a prayer. Mm -hmm. And if all you can say is help, Fine. Mm -hmm. And if he said, you don't have worth, doesn't matter. Mm. You know what drives me nuts? Like, you, you these, get these memes, you, you see them, oh, if we all pray at 8 p.m. on mm. blah, 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 blah. I go, really? That's your God? Mm -hmm. And then what if I pray at 7.02? Does that mean, like, <laughs> Russia excluded. takes over? What yeah, the hell? Yeah. What you're, is that? You're excluded if you don't. Yeah, like, what <laughs> is that? Yeah. Oh, the world's going to get end at 2.05, because I didn't like my camp. That's your God? Mm -hmm. That's the one I ran from. That sounds like magic is what it sounds Doesn't like. Doesn't it? Yeah. Like, but I think magic's more forgiving than that. I think magic's fun. more spontaneous. It's <laughs> and, like, what and more is, fun, too. Yeah, like, what is this? <laughs> what are you saying? Yeah. Oh, it's all about vibrations. But we're all vibrating, beautiful people. There's light in everybody, don't you know? We're always vibrating. Don't tell me we gotta vibrate. What are you talking? I don't think you're talking about a different vibration, mm -hmm. sister. Like I'm just what? Yeah, it's wild. All these rules. Mm -hmm. 
And I go, wow, you and, know? And that, but that speaks to, I think it speaks to where religion started. Yeah. It was out of fear, yeah. right? Fear of the unknown. We don't yeah. know what's going on in the world around us. Yeah. So let's describe some things so that our brain can feel safe, yeah. right? I and I get that. I get I do. that. I, do I understand where all some of these like wild stories come from that yeah. make it in the Bible or other books, yeah. right? Because we're freaking out. Yeah. If you if you birth me somewhere and there's no information for me to have to like put into my brain, I am going to make up some pretty incredible shit as I get older. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's fair, right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, like I said, I don't got anger anymore because yeah. they don't got a hold on me no more. Yeah. Like that, that hold, after the last church we were at, that hold is gone. Like mm -hmm. that showed me a lot of stuff. No kidding. Right? And especially when it came to my parents yeah. and how that organization treated them. Oh, well, right? yeah, because your dad tapped me on the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell are you doing? <laughs> and, and I said, and we mentioned a few names. You went, that's why I'm gone. And I said, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, but and then and there's funny. no there's no need to walk back into a church again. No, no because not really. like you you mentioned this, the new church, whatever that looks like, but it's definitely not here. No, like it's not, and mm -hmm. you can see it. You yeah, know? you can, can. you can, and you know, there's some beautiful moments. You know, like. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, oh, geez, I, when you work with kids, it can be beautiful and crazy mm -hmm. all at the same time. But when the beautiful moments come, they're exquisite. You know, you look at that manger scene differently. Well, of course, he's the child of God. Mm -hmm. We're all children of God. Mm -hmm. Of course, the child is God. Mm -hmm. Well, of course. Of course, if there's a creator and the creator's in all of us, well, then we're all children of that creator, right? That's right. Yeah. Like, yeah. And why be afraid of that? Yeah. There's not, well, that's just it, though. Like, there really is nothing to be afraid of. No. But if there's nothing to be afraid of, Lana, they can't, you can't be controlled. Well, and right? I've never been a person to be controlled. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. I would, I would have suggested you probably were not. Not good at it. Yeah. Uh, you know, directors have told me, uh, you know. You do it, but we all know you don't wanna. Mm -hmm. I go, ah, oh, thank you. You know, because there's an art to doing stuff you don't want to do, though. And there doing is, it anyway. There is. Mm -hmm. um, I, I've learned a little bit about that, but I've also tried not to put myself in harm's way anymore. Yeah. Where you know, I mean, I'm not. No, full time at a school is not where I'm supposed to be. Mm -hmm. um, doing special projects, you bet. Um, but you know, I saw. A dear friend I haven't seen in a long time yesterday because I dared to go outside and I went to an art gallery opening and I hugged her, hugged her, hugged her. And she is a beautiful mix of artist and she's also a paramedic and she was on stress leave, right? Mm -hmm. And I said to her, we're going to do a project. What are we going to do? I said, I don't know yet. And that's how I live my life, mm -hmm. right? We're going to do a project. What is it going to be? And it comes to you. Mm -hmm. And like finishing off this book, this main story, I swore at that story, I kicked that story, I hate that story, I've written it for years, and she just came to me, and it's all about this woman losing her way. Mm -hmm. In this society that I created, you go on a walk, and you find your purpose, and then you come back to your community, and it's nurtured. Everybody accepts it. Cool. It's nurtured. She didn't get her walk. Her family was in crisis. And instead of listening to going her walk and follow her path, she became the caregiver. She became the practical gardener until it broke her. Mm. Until it broke her. And then she had to go on her path. When did she go on her path? In her 70s. She comes back a different person. And she comes back with stories that when they unfold, they burst out of her journal and they fill the walls of the gallery. It's, it's an incredible story mm. about purpose and about the BS that we put ourselves through when, when tragedy hits, mm -hmm. that we think, oh, we put all that away now because we have to care give. I've done it. I've done it all my life. Mm. Where, where I go, oh, oh, no, I, I've got to be practical now. And that little voice of creation keeps calling me back, saying, no, you're not, I'm not done with you. Look, I'm 63. You're done with me. Mm -hmm. Now, you're going to meet this beautiful woman, uh, Misha. And she's going to make a film about you. Yeah, 
go to hell. There's Misha. She makes a, <laughs> she makes this beautiful film to mm. feature me. Gorgeous film. And so I get to see her tomorrow because I love her. I think she's beautiful. Mm. And then I see Nova, and I go, Nova Lee, we're gonna make we're gonna make some magic. How do I know that, right? Mm. But I, I so and I fight it to this day. I fight that. Oh, you got. Oh, mm. you know. But I'm surrounded in my circle of people going, forget about it. Mm -hmm. You'll pay the bill. It'll, it'll happen. Mm -hmm. Will I die rich? God, I hope not. But I'll be, I'll be way happier. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm just trying really hard to, to understand that that practical self of me is, is a survival mode mm -hmm. part, but that it all will be provided, right? And, and that bloody, you know, that control thing. The, you know, the, the wonderful 12-step uh, uh, chant, mm -hmm. <laughs> right, about accepting what you can. and mm -hmm. That serenity. To yeah, yeah, right. Like, that's a daily grind for mm -hmm. me. Sometimes hourly. Yeah. yeah, to not be able to control everything, you know. Or, but that's what faith is, yeah. right? And, and, like, I mean, you're talking about faith. And yeah. faith has nothing to do with where you practice your stuff. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, I just... Uh, you just have to practice that belief that it's going to be okay, no yeah. matter what it is. Mm -hmm. That's faith. And as soon as there's a price tag, I know it's not <laughs> It's not coming from the right place. As yeah. soon as I see a price tag, I go, well, get the hell out of here. Mm. This isn't right. You know? And I really fought it because I, I love ritual. I love, mm -hmm. I love ritual. But uh, sunrise is a ritual, isn't it? Mm -hmm. That's been around a while. Yep. Right? So I'm, yeah, that's, that's my journey so far. I, I hope mm -hmm. that... That's awesome. Do you have any questions? No, I don't. <laughs> I've talked nonstop, I'm, you guys. And now you're picking up the rumble of my stomach because I'm It's super hungry. interesting because, like, the, the idea some people carry with them is that if you do not understand what God is, you cannot have faith in it. And I just find that to be so incorrect um, and so limiting, right? But again, that's what dogma does. It limits the experience, which... I get, because it takes out some of the danger, right? Like, it limits the experience by removing risk, right? By saying, well, if I believe in this one God, I only have this to do, right? However, if my mind starts opening, well, now I have to investigate all these different things, and people might think I'm schizophrenic, right? Because mm -hmm. I, I get saved every six months or whatever. Right. But the reality of that is, is actually quite beautiful yeah. if people are, are willing to search, because that's what it's all about. It's searching and finding something that it would I and this is what it's about to me, I should say. Mm -hmm. I don't know what it's about to everybody. Mm -hmm. But faith is vital for me. Mm -hmm. And it has nothing to do with some personified power that's in the sky or anywhere. It, it has everything to do with us. Mm -hmm. Right? With the three of us and the rest of us out there. Mm -hmm. That's what it has to do with. And the trees and the and the animals. Like mm -hmm. um, but the other stuff. I just can't get behind it anymore. Because yeah. it's too, well, it also separates us from each other, right? Well. And that's brutal. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I make jokes all the time about, you know, Jesus showing up and mm -hmm. seeing this body on a cross going, wow, that's really macabre. You mm -hmm. guys, what, what is this all about? Oh, that's you. Oh, mm -hmm. that's really, that's really sick, mm -hmm. eh? Why are you sticking me up there? <laughs> well, and the truth <laughs> is, what they don't talk about in church is that they crucified thousands of people. Yeah. And for, for reasons the same as Jesus. They, yeah. It, the whole thing is just so out of context is what they did yeah. of history, right? Like they, yeah. they had to rewrite their own history to make some of these things possible. Exactly. And I understand that. Yeah. Any good creation book would do that, yeah. right? Um, especially if you're being written hundreds of years after the person supposedly died. Um, all kinds of stuff that just make it hard to believe. Anyway. I don't think that's the point of it. The point of it no, is to try to build either. faith, right, outside of those limiting ideas. Well, to, you know, the Christ story is about not being trapped in your body, mm. right? Yeah. And we all live in such a base way. We all get so trapped in our body mm -hmm. and in our, in our, our daily needs. Our worldly, like, desires and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all a trap. Yeah. So transcendence is key, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It, I, I, um, I love the Dalai Lama so much because he, he was talking to a bunch of white people in orange togas. It was really funny. I'm sure they're from California. It had to be. 
Yeah. Hear the judgment? I'm still working on it. Okay, so obviously you've been to California, though. There's oh, no just, question. Just look, look <laughs> at this. So he says, he says, no, this was on a film, and he said, it is very important that you study the religion you've been born into. He says very lovingly to all these white people, right? And they all went, oh yeah, <laughs> holding on their beads. They didn't get it. Mm -hmm. And and what he was saying is, you could put the toga on, mm -hmm. but you know what? Deal with your own crap, like. Go back to the roots of who you are. Mm -hmm. What is it? Like, go back there, please. Root through it and sort it out, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, throwing on the toga, it's, it's really not mm -hmm. working for me. It won't work for Buddhism. Mm -hmm. And there's lots of crap with mm -hmm. Buddhism. Lots Everything of terrible, stuff. horrible things have happened mm -hmm. in the name of Buddhism with, with young, young kids mm -hmm. who've gone into their temples. So please, don't, please, don't be throwing me the Buddhism f flag mm -hmm. or the Hindu flag. Don't be throwing me any religious flags and say, they're better. Most of them fought each other at one point or another. Yeah. You know, they're better. And it's like, no, they're not. They're no. just different. They're different. And the truth is, West doesn't know enough about Buddhism to, oh, no, to fill a cup, right? Well, so. but we get a pamphlet and we think we know, right? Yeah. Or we, we get a sound bite and we think we know. And then occasionally you'll encounter someone who is really into Buddhism. Yeah. And who's genuine, like someone who's really into being of service to other humans. That's right. Because, I mean, really, that, if, as far as I'm concerned, I don't care what you believe in. If you're given to people and you're, like, yeah. you're trying to impact other humans in a positive way and yourself, mm -hmm. like, fucking A, man, do it. Yeah. yeah. Well, what he was getting at was, stop putting on the cross. Stop mm -hmm. putting on the did it. Mm -hmm. Like, go in. Go in. Side yourself. Figure mm -hmm. it out. Please figure it out. Mm -hmm. It's really not about the orange toga. No. It's really not about having some funky Buddhist beads, mm -hmm. which I have, and they are very funky. They are. They're but cool. I, you know, I don't need them to to center mm -hmm. myself. And it was very telling to me uh, when they found bodies, which is no surprise, by the way, mm -hmm. of these children mm -hmm. to find these bodies. The fact that it's being revealed and reminded to the public is very, very important. Mm -hmm. I believe. Mm -hmm. Who were the first people to send food and and blankets and and beautiful things to First Nations people in Kamloops? A Muslim community people. Mm -hmm. It wasn't the Christian church. Mm -hmm. And I wept, right? Um, our, my it makes sense, though. The Muslim people didn't cause the problem. Right? Yeah. So what do they do? <laughs> they send food, and it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, Fifi, who lives uh, at the end of my street, you know? Mm -hmm. Muslim. Who comes to me at Christmas time with a present? Mm -hmm. Fifi. Fifi. Comes with a Christmas present? Does she not have enough resentment about Christians to, <laughs> right? And Jim said, "Look at this. Look at this beautiful people. People who live in faith, they don't live in fear." What a beautiful woman, mm -hmm. right? What a beautiful woman, mm -hmm. Hasiba, Bosnian, across the street. You can't ask for a more beautiful woman. I bake bread. Here's bread. Mm -hmm. I love you. I love you, Hasiba. You know. And she, she, I, when I met her, she says, oh, they call me Helen in Canada. Yeah, what's your real name? Siva, I like that better. <laughs> you know, so she's a Siva to me. Mm -hmm. It's Fifi to me, right? Mm -hmm. Like there's, that's church. That's mm -hmm. gorgeous, beautiful, spiritual love. That's when people are, yeah, when they're about love. Yeah. As opposed to the other stuff, that's not necessary. So, yeah. um, so the 12 step brought me to that. Mm -hmm. The 12 step brought me to that. Right and on. I am forever grateful um, I don't like, I don't like superstars using their 12 step as a, mm. as another promo for mm -hmm. them. I don't like that. No, but it's fair to, it's fair to identify what has got us to this point. Yeah. Right. Like I think it's, it makes perfect sense and, and how we tell that story is telling, yeah. right. As okay. to it's, okay. That's just my opinion again is like. We, but that's it's good because I always I'm so suspect. It's the BS mm -hmm. meter in me. It's that yeah. it's it's you know it's that BS meter. As long as you're true, be true. Yep, that's but it. That's honestly, if you're true, your actions mm -hmm. your actions will speak that. Mm -hmm. You know, hundred um, percent. I get it. Like I, I was reading up on William Hurt because he was uh, he had a, a terrible relationship in mm -hmm. his alcoholic stupor and he was and he was abusive. And, uh, and that hangs on his back. He, he just passed away. That hung on his back for the rest of his career. What did, what did he do? He got clean and sober. Mm -hmm. He did good work. 
he retreated into a small community and he did good work. Mm -hmm. And he let the rest go. And he acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. He acknowledged it and he let it go. And you know, as soon as he dies, what's the first thing that shows up? Well, you know, he was an abusive blah, 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 blah. And I go. Mm. Cancel culture though, right? Right? Yeah. And I, and I, and I went, wow, wow. And I, and I meet so many people in, in the program where, you know, they too could have a screen pop up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he did this, this, and this, and this, 100%. and this. And I went, wow. And I know him as this, this, and this, mm -hmm. and this, this amazing human being. Yeah. Right? Um. Yeah, and that's tragic. It's tragic, like, that people forget. And so, honestly, it might be lots of, have something to do with um, knowing the 12 steps and getting away from that position of judgment, right? Like, yeah. And don't get me wrong, not everybody does the 12 steps isn't judgmental because I know lots of people that are. Yeah. And they claim to have done them many times. And most of the time, all you hear is judgment. Well, and judgment's a hard one. It's a, it's a tough one, especially well, when we can't see we're doing it. Yeah. Right, and a lot of people have that cognitive blindness where they're like, Dar "I hate it when Darcy does this thing, and then I don't even realize I do the thing every day." I know, I know. Right, and and I'm I'm there right now. Mm. I'm get, I'm very judgy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but you know what? And I'm so judgy right now. I appreciate Holy your crap. honesty because that I, I find when I'm the most judgmental, mm. when I start doing that, it's because I'm getting defensive about something. Well, right, I'm, and I'm fighting something. I'm super vulnerable right now. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm going back into a career with no stability. Mm -hmm. I'm taking risks with this book. Mm -hmm. um, I wrote a poem about what I won't tell, because mm -hmm. honestly, I could make. Uh, I, I talk about this with my editor, with, mm -hmm. with creative friends. I could create a really sexy, awful, underbelly story mm -hmm. about my family. And I would get a Canada Council grant tomorrow. Mm -hmm. But I refuse. Because I want, I want to echo resilience and love and transformation. I don't, I don't, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think the shadow needs any more fuel, mm -hmm. right? I, I don't want, I don't want to paint that picture. Mm -hmm. I lived that damn picture. I don't want to walk on eggshells. Mm -hmm. one, of my, one of my favorite mentors did himself in. I mean, mm -hmm. and that was after I had learned so much and he had given me so much, but he couldn't cope with his past. Mm -hmm. And it just haunted him, haunted him, haunted him. And I go, dang. Like, but I remember his beautiful part. What, I'm not going to write about his pain. Mm -hmm. You know? So, Unless it can be used to, like, help people in the present, right? True. Yeah. and, and That's how, very true. And how you write about it might make a yeah. huge difference, yeah. too. Yeah. So I... Yeah, I, I think you're a compassionate, caring human, and when you write about stuff like that, you're probably going to be looking out for people's interest. I am. Yeah. And and so. Uh, As opposed to someone who might not, right? And yeah. Just write it I and just, say, "Fuck mm, it, who cares?" Yeah, because I had that happen to me, right? Yeah. I had someone hear my uh, uh, there was family story and wrote about it, and I went, "What? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, it's just so inspiring!" And I went. <laughs> It's not your story. <laughs> it's not your story. Mm -hmm. I'm glad you're inspired. Go live your life. Mm -hmm. Go live your life. And when I when I used to direct actors, I'd say to them, I go, you don't have to be a junkie to understand this. Mm -hmm. You don't need that. You don't need... There was a whole way of teaching acting that I, I rebuke. Mm -hmm. And it was all about, how did it feel? And, blah, 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 blah. And, and when your mother did that, what did she do? Blah, blah, blah. And it would be this psychological perch. Mm -hmm. It's super dangerous. Mm -hmm. It's called the method. I'm anti-method. Um, it's a very um, American, heebie-jeebie. Very noir, know. isn't it? Like Terrible. method acting? Yeah. It, it's, it's, it's just conjuring up all this crap mm -hmm. so that they can get a real performance from you. Well, I tell my actors, they're already real. Mm -hmm. And they're already compassionate, wonderful, beautiful people. Mm -hmm. You just have to tap into that. Yeah. You just have to tap into the magic one if. And in Britain, they just act, you know. Mm -hmm. They don't do the psychological purge. They just trust their instincts, mm -hmm. right? So, um, yeah. That's I, awesome. I'm, you're, he's trying to wrap this up. What about 
chapter two. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll have, we'll have you back on when you finish it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, of course. Also, before, before you stop, um, how can we connect your, the film about you to the post? Like, can you send me a link? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, cool. yeah. Okay. I've got a YouTube channel. Okay. So you can just share away, share okay. away. And it's, it's an intro to my work, and I love it. Okay. So, yeah, just Okay, cool. We'll just, we'll just tag it in there. Share away, share away. Right on. If anybody Thank wants you so to create, much, talk to me. Thank you so much. Thank you. You're very welcome.